Hello, and welcome to Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-host. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is David Berman. Um, I am the daily, daily Nebraskans co-editor of the COVID-19 section, and last week I was announced as the uh, next year's editor-in-chief. Um, so very excited for that. Very excited to be podcasting with two rad dudes today. Other rad dude being... Mia Everding. I'm a grad student and a co-host of this podcast. And yeah, uh, as I already said, uh, I'm Kyle Cruz. I mainly just host this podcast and write some movie reviews for the DN here and there. Um, Before we jump into it, I do want to acknowledge the audio quality of last week's episode. Um, So in case you haven't listened to last week's episode, uh, my audio was fine, but David and Mia's was just very echoey. And when I was editing it, I was just very frustrated, did not know why, just did not understand what I had done wrong. Well, I come in this week and I'm getting everything set up. And I realized the errors of my ways last week, and that's just, I forgot to turn the board on. So I just recorded (laughs) the entire podcast from my laptop. Um, So yeah, my bad. (laughs) It'll be better this week, probably. (laughs) So the the sound should hopefully be better. Um, But yeah, so with that that out of the way, uh, we'll just jump right into it with our first segment, which is, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And what have I done is the segment where we just talk about whatever we've been up to this week, whatever form of entertainment we've been consuming, and what we thought about it. So as usual, Dave, let's start with you. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I watched a few movies um, this week. Don't really necessarily want to talk about um, any of them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some TV today. Um, I watched the pilot of Superman and Lois, which is um, the kind of latest DC CW show. Um, we've talked about those shows a lot on this podcast. Um, Had an entire podcast about We them. did. We sure did uh, a couple weeks back. Um, and yeah, I, you know, as I've said, was a big fan of these shows um, when I was a bit younger, and I really have not watched them regularly in like four or five years. But I heard really good things about this, um, and so I decided to watch the pilot, and I really loved it. It's really fun. Um, it has a very different feel than pretty much any of the other shows I've seen. It definitely feels a little bit more grounded, a little bit more mature. Um, you know, it, it definitely has some elements of like, you know, CW teen angst um, and stuff like that. But overall, it's really, you know, it 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 feels it, it feels like an upgrade from a lot of the stuff we've been getting from the CW recently. Um, technically, it is part of the Arrowverse, but it's like maybe takes place in an alternate universe or like because it's uh tyler hecklin um who played superman on supergirl and has been in like various crossovers um it's that same guy it's the same lois lane i don't remember what that actress's name is um but they really make absolutely no reference to anything they're not even like he is a cousin and a supergirl like like it just feels very it's just completely detached from it. I would not be shocked if Supergirl shows up on the show or they do tie it in some ways, but it definitely is just like a very focused on Superman and Lois. And um, they have like two like teenage sons who are in high school um, and they're twins. And a big part of the pilot is like, they don't know that um, their dad is Superman. um, And, and so they just think he's just, a journalist um and a big part of that of the episode is you know 
when are they going to tell their sons that like they might have superpowers and that they're the son of Superman? Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really good. I thought like, yeah, I, a main, a big issue with why I just kind of decided to not watch the CW shows anymore. Just the writing's not very good on those shows in general. Um, but yeah, it was a really well-written and solid pilot. It's had some good Superman action, pretty, pretty good looking for like a, you know, a TV CW budget. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, is there, so for, so obviously it's airing week to week on the CW, but where can it be like watched at outside of that? Yeah. I just found it on the CW's website and you can watch it for free with like ads there. Um, they also might put it on Hulu, but I don't know for sure. But yeah, you can definitely just find it on their website. Yeah. Um, so I watched a little bit of Supergirl back in the day. Um, and I remember seeing like a very little bit of Tyler Hecklin's Superman um, and enjoyed it then. But like, how is he a Superman? Like now that I guess he's kind of got his own dedicated show. He's really great. At least like in this episode, I had seen him a little bit in some of the other stuff and thought he was like good, but he wasn't really the main focus of any of those um, kind of crossovers. Um, but yeah, I think what I really like about the characterization of this Superman and kind of this show in general, it feels like a very good marriage between like super optimistic, super hopeful kind of campy Superman of like a Christopher Reeve kind of, uh, kind of era and very kind of depressing and, and, and kind of tortured Superman that we get with a lot of the Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill stuff. Um, it's a really good balance of that because you know, he's, he's, while he's Superman, he's, you know, not, not like cracking a lot of quips, but you know, he's doing it with a smile on his face. He'll, he, he uh, doesn't exactly like save a kitten from a tree, but, but, but he's doing stuff like that. He's, you know, doing some good old fun community service kind of things, but he also, um, as Clark Kent, he's very much struggling, like as a father and trying to like raise his kids. And he's not there a lot because he's being Superman, um, and they think that he's just doing his journalism job. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it's a very good kind of marriage of those two elements of the character. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess moving on to you, Mia, uh, what, what have you been up to this week? Well, so this is totally not, not our usual entertainment, uh, media that we talk about. Um, but I have been recently very enthralled, enchanted if you were by Taylor Swift and that as I a guess, person or just like... well, I mean her music <laughs> <laughs> as a person too. Yeah. Um, YouTube is definitely catching up because the algorithm is just sending me Taylor Swift videos constantly on my homepage and I just continue to absorb them all. Um, but last week I, I was cleaning my dishes and I have, I had a vision to watch uh, her her music videos, like all of her big music videos in chronological order, just to see how her songwriting has changed, how the sound has changed over the years. Um, but also, I have a few of those those music videos that I just really enjoy watching. So I, I started out, and I didn't realize quite how long it was going to take, and it was two and a half hours of music videos, which, to be fair, that's over about... 15 years 14 15 years of like big songs um but i had a great time cleaned my kitchen swept the floor did my dishes put them away cleaned the floor like it was great and i sang basically at the top of my lungs for two and a half hours 
And then Friday morning rolls around and I wake up and I like have no voice. Like I have a sore throat. I'm coughing and I'm like, oh no, I have to work at 8 a.m. And I wake up and I feel terrible. So I call into work and I say like, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I want to see if I can just like sleep it off and call like come to work a couple hours later. So I do. I sleep in a couple more hours and I wake up and I feel fine. And yeah, I had just sung too much taylor swift lost my voice felt terrible the next morning but i wasn't actually sick it was just from singing two and a half hours and when i say it was like a workout like i was dancing in my kitchen like out of breath like my respect for artists who like have really long shows like i think her shows are pretty decently long um yeah it's it's a workout and like performing well the stamina is unbelievable so yeah i've just been on a real taylor swift kick so she i i mean at the end i was just standing in my kitchen like crying just just tears yeah are there any uh particular taylor swift songs or albums that you consider to be your favorite albums uh reputation and lover um I, I like her more recent stuff. I think I really like Reputation because that was the album that came out of um, just kind of her, like, three years, basically, of, like, isolation when she'd been, like, so bashed by the media. Like, all the tr- drama, the trash, like, with Kanye and Kim, like, she just kind of secluded. And that was also when she started her relationship with Joe Alwyn. And, like, that beginning stages of her relationship with joe like really comes out in a lot of the songs like it's a very i think like vengeful angry totally different sound of an album but every so often like there are some songs where it's just like this like the sickly sort of sweet like oh my gosh i'm falling in love and that comes out in some of those songs and it like the songwriting just kills me and then the lover is like the same thing but it's just like this more like mature love her lyrics just like yeah i was just weeping so yeah i i love her she's so cool so that's that's my that's been (laughs) that's literally been me for like a month and a half like i've just been listening to her albums on repeat so vibing with taylor swift i have um yeah so uh it's kind of convenient that you you talked about music because i'm actually also going to talk about music we don't talk about a lot of music on this podcast Um, not a single one of us Sorry, not a single one of us is going to talk about a movie today. <laughs> that's just that's music. honestly kind of impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, as you both know well, um, and as I'm sure I've mentioned on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of, of the Australian psychedelic rock band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. What? I had no idea, This Kyle. is news to us all. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and they, they released a, a new album this past Friday called LW. And uh, I've got I've got a lot I've got a lot of things to say about this, <laughs> but before I, I dive into it, I feel like there's a, there's a little bit of background that needs to be like a little a little bit of uh, yeah background information that needs to be like out there so before we can dive into it. And uh, I'll try to keep it short because I could talk <laughs> about this for hours. Um, so yeah, uh, this is the 17th studio album from from King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Uh, their first was in 2012, so they've been pretty pretty uh, been quick and ha- yeah. hammering them out. Um, yeah, uh, this one is, uh, 
subtitled uh, Explorations into Microtonal Tuning, Volume 3. Um, so it's, uh, as you might infer from that, uh, the third part of this kind of mini-series of, of records where they've been exploring uh, what's called microtonal tuning, um, which I don't know a whole lot about like the details of microtonal hmm. tuning, um, just some of the basics. Um, but basically, um, it's a like a a non-Western form of like making music. It completely like ditches the traditional Western twelve-note scale um, in in uh, favor of uh, of an Eastern scale where it's. I don't know how many notes are on the scale, but I know that they had to like completely remove all the frets from their guitars and like refret their guitars so that um, as they described it to like hit the notes between the usual notes that we hear. Um, and the result is it kind of gives a very kind of like off kilter sound. It almost sounds like out of tune, like out of key, um, but yet it works. It sounds sometimes sounds a little like Middle Eastern um, and it's just it's, it's an interesting vibe. Um, and they're they're definitely they're not the first band to do it, um, but it's just not something that pops up a lot in Western music. Um, but then LW uh, directly ties into their last studio album, which was KG uh, in November. So like as you can infer, it's KG LW for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, and yeah, I think these two albums together work really well. Um, I was a pre- I was a pretty big fan of KG. Um, they really branched out uh with the microtonal sound on that album because like the first album that they did that with was back in 2017 and that was an album called flying microtonal banana um and (laughs) um yeah just casually yeah (laughs) um but yeah that album definitely had like a consistent kind of just like weird desert rock vibe to it but kg um really kind of changed things up and went from like like a country folk song to like a turkish dance house song to like a like a black sabbath-esque like doom song um Mm. and so yeah it it was really interesting and it was definitely like an interesting journey to go on over the course of that album um but the final song on that album uh is called the hungry wolf of fate and that's the the like sabbath-esque song that i was talking about um but that song directly flows into the first song on lw so if you listen to them back to back like there's no there's no break it just like continues playing um and lw definitely has more of a consistent vibe to it than kg does like it still definitely branches out um of that microtonal style but it's less so just kind of like a collection of random songs and more so of like a purposeful album um at least that's the impression i get from it um the first song on the album is called if not now then when um and that kind of is just like it's a bit like a funk song um it kind of sounds like a weird like middle eastern stevie wonder uh type (laughs) type vibe to it um, and then the, the lyrics to it are just kind of painting a picture of just kind of the world we're living in and about like all the terrible things that are happening with the environment. And like, if we're basically the gist of the song is like, if we're not going to do something now, when are we going to do something? Hmm. Um, and this kind of idea continues throughout the album, um, into songs, uh, such as, uh, one, which is the second track on the album, which is like, O dot N dot E. And it stands for one night everywhere. Um, and it, it just, um, kind of goes into, like the idea of just the world just gradually kind of going down the toilet, I guess. Um, like it just how it's just every day, like you wake up and you read the news and it's just something more depressing than the previous day. Um, and so, yeah, the, that kind of those lyrical themes continue throughout the, the whole album of LW, um, which makes it 
kind of a depressing listen. Um, but the man, the grooves on this thing are they're they're a ton of fun. I think the the songs on LW are undoubtedly a lot more catchy uh, than than the than the tracks found on KG. Um, one of my favorites is called uh, Supreme Ascendancy, which I, I think is the fourth track on the album. Um, and it starts with like these these really like plucky strings um, that sound almost like like out of like Eastern Asia. Um, and then it like just kind of roars in with uh, with an electric guitar. Um, and yeah, the the lyrics to that song, uh, without going too deep into that, because that's one of the more, I guess, not divisive, but like that the lyrics to this song would be something that might get on some people's um, some people's, uh, I don't know, wrong sides, because it's <laughs> about like, organized religion um and about um like specifically like the catholic church um and a lot of like the not so great things that have come out um yeah regarding yeah without yeah you know what i'm talking about we all know yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know what i'm trying to dance around right now um so yeah that, that song's about that um and yeah i just think the album as a whole it's definitely uh, like I, I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop since it came out last Thursday. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting. So obviously, as I mentioned, uh, the two albums together are KG and LW. Uh, the opening track on KG is titled KG LW, and it's just kind of like this minute and a half, um, just like uh, instrumental track that's a little bit softer, kind of mysterious, and that has this this really interesting uh, melody to it. Uh, but then the last track on LW is also called KGLW, um, and it takes the exact same melody, but then stretches it out into this eight-minute long, like, really sludgy doom metal song. Um, and it's probably, like, the heaviest thing that they've done, and it's just was completely unexpected. And <laughs> the lyrics to it kind of make me laugh because there's not a lot of actual lyrics to it. It's just kind of them chanting KGLW over <laughs> and over again. But it's like to the rhythm of uh, the the first track on KG. So like, obviously I'm a big King Gizzard fan. So I've listened to that song many, many times since it came out in November. So it was kind of a, like a mind blowing moment getting to that point on LW and then having the lyrics play into that and have it be the title of the song. So it was like, it was staring you in the face the whole time, but like just didn't, didn't put two and two together. Um, but yeah, I had a really good time with it. Uh, another standout track was East West link, um, which kind of has, it starts with like this really kind of off kilter, like harmonica and then, uh, dives into this uh, just kind of uh, grooving like acoustic guitar line that's a lot of fun. Um, and the lyrics to that one are about so the East West Link is a very specific like proposed highway in Australia that would uh, connect like the eastern coast of Australia to the western coast. Um, and it's been pretty controversial because I guess I don't know a lot of the details about it because obviously I don't live in Australia. <laughs> um, but apparently it would like cut through like some Aboriginal land and just like generally destroy some of the, the untouched nature of Australia. Um, so the song East West Link is about just kind of humanity's kind of constant need to just like dominate everything, I guess, just to like constantly expand um, and just like put their their footprint everywhere. Um, like one of the one of the lyrics is like <clears throat> something along the lines of like all the highways like sapien dna uh is one of the like comparisons that they make which i just think is kind of interesting mm-hmm. um and yeah uh i'm really enjoying lw as i expected i would um but i'm enjoying it more than kg uh which is exciting uh, apparently this is the first of three albums they're going to be putting out this year <laughs> Jeez. Um, so they're they're not letting up um i kind of anticipate 
that this will be the last like straight up microtonal album they do for a while. Um, just cause again, it's the third they've done in the past few years. The past two have been, uh, back to back like this. Um, and when the album, so like flying microtonal banana kind of like fades out at the end with like a wind sound, um, and KG opens up with that exact wind sound and then closes with that same wind sound. And then that's also the transition from KG to LW. Mm-hmm. Um, but when LW ends, it's like a solid ending. Like it doesn't fade out or anything. So that kind of makes me think that like, maybe they'll go back to, um, to playing with microtone sometime, but I just don't anticipate it'll be anytime soon. Um, the band kind of has made it known that they don't like to stay in one creative place for too long. They just like to branch out and do whatever. Um, supposedly, uh, like they're already talking about what the next album this year is going to be. Uh, apparently it's one of their more, um, kind of experimental and psychedelic albums and they're thinking it'll be kind of, uh, controversial amongst the fan base. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what that sounds like. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. It's just, it's a good time to be a King Gizzard fan. I think every, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy boy. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, well, well, that is good to hear. Sir. Yes. But yeah, uh, so I guess moving on from there, we'll, we'll just jump into our news for the week. Um, so we got a fair amount of comic book news this week. Uh, so last week we had talked about um, how Zendaya, or Zendaya, uh, Tom Holland, and Jacob Batalon had been like teasing a Spider-Man 3 title. Um, and then the day after we recorded last week, they officially announced that title, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on this. I think it, like I think it's a good title, um, but... Yeah, don't have a lot to actually mm-hmm. say about it. So do you guys have any thoughts on the, the Spider-Man 3 title? Yeah, makes sense. It'll be, you know, had, includes home in there. I think based on where that character is right now, I think that kind of, you know, it's it's it, it's a potentially uh, a depressing title um, and it seems like he'll be on the run maybe. Um, so, yeah, be good probably. It'll be a good movie. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have many other thoughts than that. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, moving on from there, uh, we got the news that Warner Brothers and DC are going to be rebooting Superman um, with, uh, to, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, but it's to, to Nehis. No, I'm not going to, it's not happening. <laughs> um, uh, but they have hired a writer who, um, I think he's a, like a, like he's written a couple successful novels, but then he's also written a fair amount of comic books. Like mm-hmm. I think he wrote, a Black hmm. Panther comic for a bit. I think it w- wrote the Captain America comic for a bit. Yep. Um, but this is like, I believe this is his first like actual like feature film that he's written. Um, and JJ Abrams is producing. Um, there's no word on like who they're thinking of casting. Um, reports are going around that they are moving on without Henry Cavill. So it's just a solid reboot of the character. Um, kind of a, along the same lines of what Robert Pattinson's Batman has been hmm. or will be. Um, but uh, there are some pe- uh, some outlets out there that are reporting that they are looking to cast uh, a minority lead uh, as Superman, specifically a black man, um, which I think's yeah, great. Like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that was always going to happen, and so it's just glad good to see like actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any have any thoughts on this in general? Is there anyone that you would like to see in the role of Superman? I know some people have been throwing around the name Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think that could be interesting. Um, he wouldn't necessarily be my first choice. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to this project. I wish, like, I love Henry Cavill's Superman. I really wanted to see a Man of Steel too, but I would rather take a rebooted Superman movie over no Superman movie. So, I mean, I'm excited for this. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think... And 
<clears throat> I wouldn't rule out that we would get a Man of Steel 2 sometime in the future. I kind of think that, that the odds of that are very much decreasing as time goes on. Um, but yeah, I think this is really exciting. Um, I think there's some names that come to mind for uh, um, for the role. I think Yaya Abdul-Mateen II would be a really good Superman. Um, the guy who was in Invisible Man, and he was uh, the police officer. Yeah, I don't remember his name, um, but something about uh, both of those actors. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is already in the DC Universe. He plays Black Manta oh, yes, in Aquaman. Oh, yes, he is. Never mind. Yes. Uh, and the guy from Invisible Man that you're talking about has recently been cast as well, Hawkman in Black Adam. Mm. <laughs> well, that would kind of take both of them out, but... Hmm. I, I think they'd still be good anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Mia, what what are your thoughts on, on this? You know, I'm not the biggest Superman fan. Super fan. <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't... I, I, I think I agree with what you're saying about um, Michael B. Jordan. Just when I think of him, like, in a superhero superhero role like i immediately just see his character in black panther and i feel like because that was so recent that was what three years ago um three four so because it was 2018 right yeah i think Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. almost exactly just over three years yeah yeah i i my mind immediately just goes to that character and i feel like i need a little bit more of a a length of time before seeing him in in another super role superhero role yeah i think um Whoever they end up casting as Superman, they should they should avoid casting someone that's like a big name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because but, I think if you cast like a Michael B. Jordan, then you would just see Michael B. Jordan dressed up as Superman the right. whole time. Yeah. Like it, like I'm sure he'd be great, um, but I kind of want an actor that like I can just associate with the role that mm-hmm. they can like make the role their own. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, okay. I'm I'm excited about this. I'm curious to see how this movie ends up playing out. Apparently JJ Abrams like came up with a story outline um, and then they hired someone to write that, um, which I think is probably a good idea. Cause I think JJ Abrams is a great story guy, but a great, <laughs> a great idea, man, but isn't always the best at following through. Yeah. Um, I think you saying that, I, I think there are a lot of parallels between him and Zack Snyder. I think JJ Abrams is a, he's executed his ideas in general better than Zack Snyder has, but they're very much like we have our themes and we have like our big cool moments that are really going to, you know, that's we're knock that out of the park, but like a full movie sometime and like looking toward like the future and like putting together like a full universe, maybe not the best at that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's just something I just thought of. So. Yeah. yeah, I will say that I think even though Zack Snyder, um, like obviously like I enjoy Batman versus Superman, um, but I think pretty much anything Zack Snyder's done is is better than uh, the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker was yeah, that's was, fair. Was was a train wreck. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, then I think our last bit of at least comic book movie news. We do have some more comic book things to talk about um, in terms of TV later. Um, but we got the news that Shazam Fury of the Gods, which is the, the sequel to 2019 Shazam, has cast uh, Rachel Zegler, um, who is starring in the upcoming West Side Story film that we've had contentious discussions <laughs> about on this podcast. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen her act before, so obviously I don't have much to say about this. But it is I'm, I included this on the doc just because I think it's exciting that there's 
forward momentum on this Shazam sequel happening. Like they're they're in the casting phase. They're I assume they're probably if they're casting people, they're probably gearing up to shoot probably sometime this year, which I just think is really exciting because I think Shazam is one of the most one of the more underappreciated DC films out there. I think it's genuinely great, um, and just like nobody talks about it. Like barely anyone saw it when it came out, and that just makes me really sad because it's it's a really fun movie. Um, but yeah, you guys have anything to add here? Yeah, I. Um... I remember from when West Side Story casting um, was announced that they they cast her like she was still in high school when they cast her. Hmm. Um, so she's very much like had like she's done West Side Story and I think maybe has shot something else and now she's doing this. Um, so, yeah, I, I that's that's really cool. I think if she is, you know, continuing to get good roles and hopefully that means she did a really good job with West Side Story, which I want <laughs> to be a good movie. And I think it will be Kyle. I'm just kind of doing it for the bit at this point, but <laughs> I, I think it'll be a fine movie. But just fine. Yeah, I'm not terribly excited about it. I just That's fair. again, I just don't see the reason that it needs to be made. Well, I do, and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, moving on from there, uh, there was a fair amount of news that came out regarding Paramount Plus this past week. So Paramount Plus is the the rebranded CBS All Access that Paramount seems to be pushing as just an entirely new streaming service, which it's not really. But they're adding things to it, so they're basically just relaunching under a new name. Um, but uh, under this, uh, they announced a new Paranormal Activity film, which is a little strange because it's a sequel to Paranormal Activity when it was like just two weeks ago, we were talking about them rebooting Paranormal Activity and about how none of us cared about that. And now they're making a sequel to Paranormal Activity for Paramount Plus. Paramount Activity, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Paramount um, Activity. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's just a little confusing. Um, and we're going to be getting a prequel film to Pet Cemetery. Um, there hasn't been any details on if that's a prequel to the actual novel or if that's a prequel to the 2019 film, which, fun fact, opened the same weekend as Shazam. Um, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not terribly excited for either of these. I think Pet Cemetery is an interesting concept. So if it's a prequel to the to the novel, I think I'd be interested in that. Um, but the, the 2019 film wasn't very good. Um, so, yeah. You guys have anything to say here? Uh, two spooky movies that I don't care about. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's my thoughts. That's about it. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Um, speaking of Paramount Plus, uh, this was kind of the big news to come out of their, their like announcement panel uh, the other week or earlier this week. Uh, and that was uh, Mission Impossible 7, which... Uh, I believe is still shooting, has just wrapped up shooting recently. I think they just wrapped up shooting recently because they were going to shoot Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back to back. Uh, but then because of all the coronavirus delays, they had to they had to split it up because Tom Cruise got busy with other movies, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mission Impossible 7 and A Quiet Place 2 will be debuting on Paramount Plus after only a 45-day theatrical run. Um, so to put that in perspective, usually a theatrical run is right around 70 days, just like a couple months. Um, and then at that point, they're allowed to put it on VOD or put it wherever wherever they see fit. Um, but so they're effectively uh, cutting that in half um, and then making these films available just for free. I mean, not for free, but like with a Paramount Plus subscription. Uh, yeah, only like a month and a half after they debut in theaters. So that gives them plenty of time to like make that initial a uh, big sum out of uh, out of the theatrical run while also getting it onto the streaming service pretty much as quick as possible which 
yeah, I think this makes sense, um, and I anticipate that this will be successful. And so I think that these aren't going to be the only two Paramount films we see them do this with. I think they'll probably do the same with um, Top Gun Maverick um, and just... Uh, is is the new Fast and Furious a, Par- a Paramount film? I think it's Paramount. Maybe it's Sony. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I anticipate Paramount's going to keep doing this with their with their major releases. Um, so yeah, do you guys have anything uh, to say about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for A, Cli- a Quiet Place 2 and have been for a while. Um, so glad we'll be getting that kind of soonish. Um, and yeah, it's a good thing my family has a CBSL Access slash now Paramount Plus subscription exclusively for bad Star Trek shows. Um, but yeah, now I can watch this movie for free, in quotes. So, yeah. When did we first start hearing things about A Quiet Place 2? Supposed to come out, like, last March. Yeah. So I think April. we started oh, wow. hearing about it, like, in the fall. Fall of 2019, I Okay. Think. Hmm. It, was, it wasn't that long after the first one came out. Yeah. Um, that was, like spring of 2018 yeah i believe really yeah. wow because i was i remember being a senior and seeing that so really yeah. oh my gosh I know. Crazy, wow. crazy crazy time because i remember i think kyle didn't you and i think that it shouldn't have a sequel yeah okay yeah i you know i'm i'm into it like i hmm. think it probably won't be as good as the first one but yeah i like that universe and i like yeah. those characters so yeah um have you guys uh heard all that much about like the details of paramount plus and like what's included on the service Mm -mm. um no so uh there so i watched like a little bit of their presentation and like have seen some coverage of it um and they're kind of taking a almost a similar approach to like what disney plus does where like it's a bunch of different brands but like under the same guise of one streaming service um but with paramount plus it's kind of i don't know None of the brands here are, like, as strong as anything on Disney, but, like, together, I guess, that they could make an interesting package. Um, so, yeah, Paramount Plus includes CBS, uh, obviously from CBS All Access, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Comedy Central, MTV, uh, BET, and the Smithsonian Channel. Um, so that's kind of their their cropping of, of channels to pick from. Um, and they, they announced a bunch of other stuff with that. Um, one, uh, I think there's... Uh, yeah, there's another like very specific uh, show that uh, will be coming to Paramount Plus that we will talk to uh, about later that I think will probably be a big hit. Um, before we get to that, though, I want to something I didn't include on the doc um, that I'll just mention while we're talking about it um, is with Nickelodeon on there. Um, so obviously, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender was a Nickelodeon show. Um, so they've announced that they are going to be like expanding that universe uh, on Paramount Plus, both with uh, animated films and different shows, and they're basically just going to be like turning that into its own kind of universe. Um, I haven't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. I've been told that I'm I would love it, and I kind of know I would love it. I just haven't actually watched it. Um, but there's been a sequel series to that called Legend of Korra mm-hmm. that's also apparently really good. Mm-hmm. Is, that, uh, is that on Netflix? Yep. It might be. Yep. Um, Me yeah. knows. I'm curious to see like how that plays out because Netflix is already developing a live action uh, Avatar The Last Airbender series that's like a direct adaptation of the original cartoon. Um, so I think it's... Isn't that, is that still happening? It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, at least as of now. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens now that... Paramount Plus is developing a bunch of stuff with it. 
Um, yeah, I think I saw that like the I think the like original showrunners of the last Airbender were going to be on it, but then they like left because yeah. of creative differences or something. Yeah, when they when they announced it, they because like the big headline was that the original showrunners were were heavily involved with the with the Netflix show. <clears throat> um, but then yeah, I think it was just a few months ago, word came out that they had left the project over creative differences. Um, so that probably means it's not going to be very good. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, if the people who created and, 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 you know, did this amazing thing are like, maybe we don't want to do this anymore. It's probably bad. Yeah. Probably not good. Uh, fun fact, uh, regarding Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, Dave Filoni got his start on Avatar The Last Airbender. I did uh, not got, know that. Uh, he did a, he directed a few episodes of it and I think was originally just an animator for it. Um, and then he was also like an animator for King of the Hill way back in the day. Nice. Um, like, he had no, like, story say in that. He was just kind of, like, one of the animators. Um, Do you know who Dave Filoni is, Mia? I don't. He's a big Star Wars boy. Yeah, he's the showrunner oh. of the Clone Wars animated series and Star Wars Rebels, uh, and now he's very heavily involved with The Mandalorian um, and basically just, like, one of the, the head honchos over at Star Wars. Wow. Um, Good for him. Yeah, I think it just kind of... Because I think he got the the Star Wars, the Clone Wars gig as a result of Avatar, the last Airbender, huh. um, and then has just kind of stayed with Star Wars since. Wow. Um, but yeah. The more you uh, know. So moving on from there, uh, just real quick, we got some more casting for this Dungeons & Dragons movie that we seemingly are talking about every week. <laughs> um, so Sophia Lillis, uh, who was... Beverly uh, mm-hmm. in uh, It Chapter 1, I guess, and 2. She was the, the kid version of, of Beverly. Um, and Hugh Grant had joined the cast. Um, Hugh Grant apparently is going to be playing the villain of the film, uh, which I think is going to be kind of fun because we've seen him be a villain in Paddington, Paddington 2 specifically. Too. I hope he is um, <laughs> the exact same character in Dungeons & Dragons. I hope so too. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is, this is good casting. Again, this, movie, this movie's cast is, is getting pretty stacked. Um, so I think that's exciting to see. I'm curious to see what the movie ends up being. Um, do you guys have anything to say about this? Mia, you don't like Hugh Grant, do you? I do not. Correct. Good memory. Yeah. I'm not a, not a big Hugh Grant fan. I just don't like his voice. I don't like his mannerisms. I've, I'm thinking of, uh, James Corden has done a very funny, um, (laughs) Hugh Grant impression on, I think it's his carpool karaoke with Harry Styles. And it's like spot on, and it's so funny. So whenever I think of Hugh Grant, I just think of James Corden like roasting the life out of him. So, yeah, that's all to say. I don't like Hugh Grant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything to add about Dungeons and Dragons, Dave? Um, yeah, I, this is like a surprisingly very stacked cast. I would, I would, uh, I would say, um, kind of like more than I would expect for. Um, I, I mean, I guess Dungeons and Dragons is like a you know it's an, a massive thing, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd probably be good. Um, a, a headline, just like looking up this this news um, that I think is funny, uh, from the AV Club. Uh, they said Hugh Grant to bully some nerds as the villain in new Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> I, I hope that's what he does. I hope, I he's, hope just, he's just like pointing at people and laughing. I hope that it's just like. The, the concept of the movie is it's like a bunch of kids like playing Dungeons and Dragons and then like it like goes into their story and they're all like portrayed by like these big name actors and then Hugh Grant's just like one of the kids' dad. Yeah. And he's the villain of the, in the story too. It, so he's basically Will Ferrell in the Lego movie. It's but. it's a it's a it's a mix between the Lego movie and um Jumanji. 
Yes. It'll probably just be that, honestly. <laughs> I'd be down for that. I hope there is a, a Chris Pine-Hugh Grant fight. I think that would be very fun. Like, I don't know why, but just like that combo, I think would be, be a ton of fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, moving into some TV news. Uh, we got the news that, uh, so there was a, a few Disney Plus announcements, but there's only two we're going to be talking about here. Uh, first of all, uh, Loki, which was originally supposed to debut on Disney Plus in May, has been officially given a date, but also delayed to June 11th. Um, so that kind of like spreads out like the the Marvel slate of 2021 a little bit because so WandaVision wraps up this Friday and then there's a week break and then it jumps into Falcon and the Winter Soldier that runs for six weeks basically right up until the premiere of Black Widow uh, beginning of May and then it was going to be just a couple weeks after Black Widow came out Loki was going to start airing on Disney Plus but now that Loki comes out June 11th we'll have like just over a month break of any Marvel content Hmm. um, which Wow, we're going to have to go a whole month oh, no. without any new Marvel <laughs> material. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this really affects my anticipation for it at all. Like, it kind of takes a, a little bit of, uh, away from the fun of being able to say we're basically getting new Marvel content every week this year. Um, but, you know, they're, they're just doing what they got to do. <laughs> so, do you guys have any, any thoughts here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think after... WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and um, Black Widow just kind of like just back to back to back to back. Probably probably we need a little bit of a break, but yeah. I mean, we went a very long time without any Marvel, so I'm okay with just Marvel everything forever, personally. But. Fair. I'm trying to figure out when I can sneak in uh, a rewatch of all of the Avengers, like just all of the the lead up to Endgame. So mm. <laughs> having a month is gonna really yeah. help me out with that. So yeah, I agree. And conveniently, that'll be a month right after the semester ends. Oh, so that's be gonna nice. be great. Be I'm good. so ready. Yeah, me every too. day. I did this. I did that in June of 2019, and it was I basically that, a I Marvel think, yeah. movie a day, and oh. it was. I mean, that was, was the defining time. trait of that summer, and it was great. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, another Disney Plus show uh, that has been given an official release date is Monsters at Work, uh, which is uh, an upcoming animated uh, show based off of uh, Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Um, it serves as a sequel to Monsters, Inc., um, set, like, about six months after the first Monsters, Inc. Um, and I think it, if I remember correctly, it's, like, based around a couple like of new characters that like i guess just graduated from monsters university and are coming into the into i don't remember the name of the company um i think is it just called monsters inc oh yeah that would make sense <laughs> is it i don't i think it might i think be. it is yeah. um, but I also i can so. think of yeah. Yeah. it having a weird name um, yeah so i think they they get hired by monsters inc um and then come in and if i don't know if you guys remember how monsters inc ends they have to they they start laughing uh, yeah running running everything off of laughter so these characters who just graduated with a degree in scaring people are having to adjust to having to get people to laugh nice um and uh it is direct it's um i don't know if it's i know pete doctor is involved in the show um i don't know if he is like the showrunner or, or anything yeah created by pete doctor there we go um so yeah that's exciting um I know it's going to have like roughly the same animation style as as the original Pixar uh, films, which is exciting to see because I feel like a lot of the times 
when these Disney animated films get TV shows, it's kind of like a steep decline in animation quality. <laughs> it's um, just like the Planes movie. Yeah. <laughs> just not very good. Yeah. Um, so it will hopefully be uh, of about the same quality. Um, John Goodman and Billy Crystal are returning to voice Mike and Sully, um, though notably Mike and Sully are not the main characters of the show. Uh, these new characters are the leads. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if they've specified uh, how many episodes this is going to be i watched an interview with billy crystal where he talked about how he genuinely thinks that it's a really good show and they're like full episodes and there's like a full story to the season and everything it's not just like single one-off like episodes of like an adventure of the week or anything um so yeah i think this is exciting uh and yeah the news here sorry uh, <laughs> is that the show debuts on disney plus on july 2nd um so it's coming it's coming this summer so that's exciting. You guys have anything to add about Monsters at Work? Um, I love Monsters Inc. I mean, it's 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 the best. Um, and Monsters University is pretty good. I think. I think it's like better than a lot of people give it credit for. I think so too. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm super excited for this. I I love Billy Crystal specifically, and I wish he did more things, like especially now, because I feel like he doesn't really do much anymore. He's getting up there, so I understand. It's okay, Billy Crystal. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm hype. I think it should be a lot of fun. I feel like they have the opportunity to make it very relatable to just how people, I don't know, like how the Twitter sphere and the TikTok, like you want to see Mike and so Sully much... doing the Renegade or no? There's just like <laughs> there's like angst over like I don't know what to do with my life. I don't want to work a nine to five job. Life is meaningless. I will die eventually. Like that's sort of like anti-capitalism sort of vibes going on. And I feel like they could really like if it's monsters at work. Like we're gonna sh- show the drudgery of like working. And your life is just a work week, and yeah. Monsters unionize. Monsters <laughs> strike. <laughs> monsters. Maybe, maybe not to that degree, yeah. but I feel like they can definitely make it relatable to not just the kids. I mean, and the, yeah. we've seen that in Monsters Inc. and Monsters yeah. University. And kind so. of like in the same way that like they just did with Soul, where mm-hmm. it's about like yeah, just enjoying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I I hope it's just like a deep this um breakdown of like capitalism in the in the guise okay, of well it, now that i put the thought into your mind in the guise of a monsters inc show it's just just drilling into the kids at a young age sure anti-capitalism <laughs> um so yeah uh, moving on from there uh the paramount plus show that i was alluding to earlier uh is this live action series based on halo um the the popular xbox video game series um, this show has been in development for a little while. Um, I think they've already cast like the lead character of Master Chief. Um, but the show was supposed to debut on Showtime, um, but now it's been moved over to Paramount Plus because in the same way that like HBO Max or Warner Brothers has HBO and HBO Max and Disney has Hulu and Disney Plus, I guess Paramount has Paramount Plus and Showtime. I feel like nobody is into Showtime, so why not just fold that <laughs> into Paramount Plus? Like, I just don't understand, like, keeping that as its own thing. But whatever. I'm sure there's complicated business reasons. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think putting this Halo series on Paramount Plus, though, will definitely 
get people talking about it because I think that is something that a lot of like a Halo either show or a movie or whatever is something that a lot of people have wanted for a very long time uh, kind of along the lines of like uh, the demand for like a Legend of Zelda show or something um, so yeah I think if it's good that would be a massive hit for Paramount Plus um, so yeah I don't really see a downside to this um, do you guys do you guys have anything to add I did not know this was even happening so I think for the general person who doesn't really care about Halo, like myself, the fact that it is on Paramount Plus would pique my interest a little bit more. Probably still won't watch it, but yeah, I think that's a way to reach a lot more people than just putting it on Showtime. Not many thoughts. There's not going. There's There's not going? There's not going in my brain. No (laughs) thoughts. Just thinking. Yeah. 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 It's a good motto. Uh, one other Paramount Plus series that I want to I want to mention before we move on uh, is uh, Paramount Plus is reviving Frasier. I don't know if you guys what? heard about this. Yeah, they're bringing Frasier back, what? Uh, like for a full series, like, like with not, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, like that's wild. Not not like not not like a reunion or anything. Like uh, they are reviving the series, just like uh, ABC revived. Uh, this isn't a good example, but Roseanne a few years ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we saw how that turned out. Um, is Fraser just going to be giving advice through Twitter or something? Maybe. He's just, like, <laughs> just going to be like a just Kelsey Grammer in a room on his phone the whole time. Just going to be like a TikTok therapist. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, then the last show we want to mention uh, is Netflix, I guess, is developing an anime series based off of Terminator. So that's a thing. I've seen that meme where like uh, it's from like a Terminator manga or something and it's like the 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 Terminator like standing over a desk and there's like the little girl hiding beneath it. And it's yeah, uh, like, yeah. I've seen that. So like, I guess it hasn't been the first time that Terminator has been adapted into that kind of like Japanese drawing style. Um, I don't know. Just a Terminator anime on Netflix just sounds really strange. And also like none of the recent term granted, none of the recent Terminator movies have been very good. Um, I like the most recent one. It was fine. I thought it was pretty solid. We saw that together. We did. We? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just do people care about Terminator anymore? Nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Short answer, no. Yeah. Cool. I think like first two are classics. I don't really think there's much else we need or want to see from this franchise. Like, I think we can leave it alone. But yeah, I mean, I think... If you're going to do something with Terminator, I'd rather this than just like another movie where it's Arnold Schwarzenegger is maybe back and there's a new Terminator who has to kill someone different for the timeline or whatever. So, yeah, I think you could do a lot of very creative things with this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then the last bit of like general news that we want to talk about is we got the trailer for Pixar's Luca, uh, which comes out this summer. Um, yeah, I don't remember what, like, how many Pixar films this is by now, by now, but yeah, I think this looks pretty good. We've joked a lot about this movie recently about how it's pretty much just Pixar's Call Me By Your Name, (laughs) um, which, like, still kind of, like, feels that way from this trailer, except I guess they're also sea monsters. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, it looks fun. I'm excited for it. It looks like it'll be a good time. Who's um, directing it? Is it one of like Pixar's normal directors? Or I is it don't know, different? but I can look it up. I know the two leads are Jacob Tremblay oh, nice. and uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Um, the director is Enrico Casarosa, who I do not know what else he has directed, so I'm looking that up. Oh, he, well. he was the head of story on The Good Dinosaur, which was not good. Um, <laughs> the not-so-good dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, The Good Dinosaur. I think The Good Dinosaur is pretty good. This is the first film he's directed. He directed a short in 2011 called La Luna. Um, oh, but... that one's very cute. Which one is that? I do not remember that. So that's one. something. It's cute. Um, young boy reaches for the moon. I don't remember that one, to be honest. But I think I just remember the animation style of it. Yeah. But yeah, it looks. Uh, I think it looks. Yeah, looks like a cute, fun Pixar movie, and I'm sure it will just make us sad by randomly just killing one of them at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. I don't know. No, I, 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 I don't picks. think they would because it's just two actual children. But maybe like... what I'm going to throw this out here and watch me be right. They one of they both have the opportunity to turn into actual humans and not be sea monsters. And one of them chooses to stay a monster and one of them chooses mm. to be humans. And then that ruins their friendship and then they never see each other again. That seems like the kind of yeah. heart shattering thing Pixar would do. Yes. Watch it be true. <laughs> we will we'll come back to this moment and wait. When is it coming out though? Uh, I think in June. Yeah. Then we won't. <laughs> well, the three of us will come the back. Three to... of us will. Yes. yes. Okay. And I guess if that happened, then it'd be even more like "Call Me by Your Name" because they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they they go their separate ways at That's the end. True. And it's just one Spoiler of them like alert, crying and name, looking but... at the camera. I don't know how that movie ends. I just know it's whatever yeah. that. It's just <laughs> it's, it's Timothy Chalamet. He's crying at the he's end. He's crying and looking at a fireplace. Yeah, it's so good. It's it it is like that that end shot is excellent though. It's. So I I mean you saw it. I watched it like every single day when I was reading my film studies <laughs> yeah. capstone. Yes, for, for people listening, <laughs> just Mia dissecting. Once like send us a screenshot of like a YouTube video she was watching, and in like the search bar above the video, it said um just it just said call me by your name final scene, and like that wasn't the video <laughs> she was watching, but like it was just like queued up and ready to go because it's just so ready. It's it's what you need to like fall asleep at night. It's apparently. well, it's what I would watch to get into the mood to write my capstone because i was like i need to i need to what, what was your capstone? it was about i love talking about this it was about how american independent cinema like movies in that that fall within that purview how they represent um male like homosexual relationships hmm. versus how they're portrayed in independent international cinema what was like the topic of your sorry this is a completely like no. off the top, off, but what was like the topic of your capstone like what was the focus uh, like the, the course as a whole like what? so the course was actually um it wasn't film studies it was for the english major yeah. capstone yeah, but mine, because mine's the same it falls within the english department yeah. so it was um honestly it was like 19th century american literature along those lines and mm. then like dissecting that yeah, cause yeah. Like there, so like I'm in I'm in my English capstone right now for film studies, um, and there were like two options, and one was about like some, like I don't know, 15th, 16th century author that I'd never heard of, and the other <laughs> one was about like Shakespearean adaptation. So I'm in the latter, um, and so my 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 capstone for my film studies uh, has to be somewhat related to Shakespeare. So I'm nice. currently figuring out what I what I what I want to do with that. That's fun, though. Uh, I can I can cut this out, but like, well, well I don't know, um, because like I've taken a class with, uh, like a Shakespeare class like this before, and I did a paper on like all the different 
cultural like film adaptations of Macbeth, um, which I feel like would be a really good topic for uh, a capstone paper, but I've already done it. But I had a lot of fun writing that paper. I, I talked about like Macbool, which is like a like an Indian film from like the early two thousands. That's a, an adaptation of Macbeth. Then there's uh, Akira Kurosawa's uh, Throne of Blood from like the nineteen fifties that sets the story in like feudal Japan. Um, then there's another film called. Uh, uh, is it just like it's like something Mac, um, but it's hmm. like from the 30s, um, and it's basically like a film noir version of Macbeth. Um, wow! And there is there was one other one that I talked about, but do not recall what it was. Those sound very interesting. Yeah, I had a good time. With it. I just looked up what the capstone was. It was modernity, so within the landscape of like American literature, basically, actually American and British. I'm so sorry to my professor because I obviously don't remember what we read. <laughs> so that's fine. But yeah. Um, so thanks for listening to our long rant <laughs> about our, our, our English capstones. Um, but yeah. So on that note, we'll just jump into our main topic. And our main topic this week, I've got to give full credit to Dave on this one because he, <laughs> he came up with uh, or spun off of an idea that he, we talked about a little bit last week. Um, and do we do we want to let him introduce yeah, it? Yeah, well, we can do that. I sure can. So, so last week when we were talking about the Great Gatsby, um, I was like, I really want to see Muppets Great Gatsby with um, you know Kermit the Frog as as Jay Gatsby and Miss Piggy as Daisy, um, and like just like everyone is a Muppet except Nick the narrator is a human, and so that got me thinking, what other movies would be would be made better or just. Or, made more entertaining by having Muppets in them. So today, we're going to each pitch our top movies that we would want to see with Muppets in them. Um, there aren't really any rules for this. It can be like, everybody's a Muppet except one character. It can be like, one character's a Muppet and everyone else is humans. It can be all Muppets. It can be like, specific Muppet characters that you want to see in those roles. So yeah, for example, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, like as... Jay Gatsby and Daisy, um, or it can just be like a general, like a Muppet, Muppetized version of like an actor, like playing that same role. Um, so yeah, I think this will be a, this will be a, this will be a good time. I'm very, I'm very excited for this. Let's, let's start with you, Dave, uh, while, while, while you're, while you're talking. Yes, yes. While I'm rolling. Um, so I, uh, I have one that I think is, uh, you know, and maybe you guys have some, some, some great ones up your sleeve. But I think this is the best one. I'm just gonna. I was gonna. Was gonna save it for last, but I don't want to risk you guys uh, <laughs> stealing my thunder. Um, so my first and I think best best pick um, is Muppet Knives Out. Um, <gasps> no, I was literally gonna talk about this. <laughs> Good. Um, so my idea for a Muppet version of Knives Out would be everybody is a Muppet except Daniel Craig. Um, and it's just Daniel Craig doing his, what is the name of that detective in that movie? Benoit uh, Blanc. Benoit, yeah. yes. Doing his, his southern Benoit Blanc accent, just interviewing a bunch of Muppets. Um, wow. And I think it would be great. I think it should be like Muppetized versions of those actors. So like a Muppet Christopher Plummer, um, Muppet Michael Shannon, Muppet Chris Evans. Uh, imagine a Muppet Chris Evans with like the, the, the all, sweater. all the sweaters. Yes. I think that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I honestly, I think this just extends to like a Muppet murder mystery would be incredible. 
that that'll never happen <laughs> like but i i would very much i would very much like to see it so that is my first choice for 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 a muppets movie wow that's that's stunning well so was that the one that you were kind of talking about then you weren't talking about at dinner because I, I said i think i know what you are gonna say no i have a different one that i oh. think is pretty good too so okay well i also had knives out i was looking through my list of movies and i thought that would be fantastic same same character like blanc being daniel craig um i guess i have two well i i feel like i know what yours is so i'm gonna let you I'll, I'll not say what i what i think yours is i don't I anyway don't think you know what mine is um sound of music and i don't that know i think good. i think maria is a human but i don't know who would best i said jokingly taylor swift just based on my taylor swift kick recently but i don't think she would be the best part in this role so i'm open to the idea like pitch me or i well i guess i'm the one who's pitching you an idea but i'll leave that open to whoever um whoever would best fit that role but i think a muppet as every other character would just be fantastic M muppet captain von trapp yeah amazing he could be the eagle i think one very guy. interesting part about this this movie would be you know there's that scene where they do the puppet show so it would be Muppets doing the puppet show. Yes. It would be very, it would be very meta. Very I, I meta. Think, I think that could be really good. Yes. I'm still trying to think of who would be a very good. I mean, I think if we could just, you know, go back in time, if I had a time machine, the one thing I would do is just have Julie Andrews play that role again. Yes. And then just have Muppets, like just insert Muppets into that movie. Exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. I think would be amazing. That's how I see it um, in my brain. Just, or just get Julie Andrews now, get her, you know, she's in her eighties. She could do it. I don't she care. Could. She, I want to see Julie Andrews just act alongside Muppets in general. I think yeah. that would be delightful. Yes. Yeah. That's my, that's my idea. The sound of Muppets. The sound of Muppets. <laughs> you, you, you also have to have put Muppets to, you have in to put every, Muppets into yep. the title. So I guess yep. mine is Muppets out or Knives Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't um, work as well as mine. No, it does not. So I, I kind of just like went through, went through my letterbox and picked out some that I think could be interesting. Uh, and one I think would be a lot of fun uh, is having a Muppets version of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> um, have, have the the lead character of, of Max uh, be 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 the only human character and have him just exist in this post-apocalyptic wasteland of puppets of uh, just everywhere. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun time. I think it'd be weird seeing like I don't know Muppet versions of all like these crazy like insane people like like um why am i why am i blanking on uh just the guy with the flamethrower yeah, mm. um, <laughs> yeah the the flamethrower guitar guy i was thinking of nicholas holt's character mm. um like I've, nicholas holt's character in that movie is pretty 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 wild and so it'd be kind of fun to see see the muppet version of him um and yeah, you could even get George Miller back to direct it yeah. because George Miller has uh, experience directing kid-ish movies with uh, Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2. I forget that he did those movies. Yes. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, so it'd be an opportunity for him to, to cross over styles uh, from, from his Happy Feet days and his Mad Max days. 
Um, you could just call it Mad Muppets. Um, Muppets Max. <laughs> Muppets Mad Max. Max Fury Muppets or Mad Max Ooh, Muppets good. Road? <laughs> uh, maybe Fury Muppets. Fury Muppets. I think Mad Max Fury Muppets would be very good. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my pitch for for a Muppets Mad Max. Very good. Um, so th- there are a bunch of directions I could go. Um, I think my next my next choice is going to be um, Muppets The Shining. <laughs> I actually also had that nice. On my list. Um, I think I think you do a bunch of different things here. I think you could make Jack Torrance be a Muppet. I think would be what would be better though is he's the only human. It's just it's Jack Nicholson, and everyone else is a Muppet, and so he's just going insane, seeing visions of like Muppet ghosts and Muppet monsters, <laughs> and um, Shelley Duvall is just a Muppet. <laughs> And and his kid just his kid is like baby Kermit like <laughs> just just riding around on a tricycle, um, yeah I think that would be great I I think I would love to see just a movie about a man who is just getting driven mad by Muppets I think that would be a lot of fun um, yeah I think that would yeah and just all of the like very horrifying imagery in that movie but just Muppets <laughs> I think would be it would, would be a very good time um, any thoughts on the shine muppets the the muppetsing i don't know <laughs> i think i think it could be a lot of fun i feel like there would have to be uh like a nightmare moment in it where jack torrance wakes up and he's a muppet uh and then that Ooh. kind of like oh, yes. adds to him going yes. insane i think i think that would be very good um yes and, and maybe it's like the legend because in the shining it's like oh the last family has stayed here you know he killed his family with an axe and it was like well, the last guy who stayed here, he just turned into a Muppet. <laughs> and that's what he's trying not to do. Is he's trying not to turn into a Muppet. <laughs> yes. That's that's very good. Well, seeing as you didn't do what I thought you were going to do, what I thought was going to be your um, choice, um, Les Mis, but make it Muppets. Amazing. But. Les Muppets? No. Everyone is a... Les Muppets. Everyone... <laughs> No. <laughs> Everyone is a person except for Jean Valjean, and he is a Muppet. Think about it. So it's just Javert fighting a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. The specific scene I'm thinking about is when Mupp- uh, when Valjean has to carry Marius through the sewers, and the thought of a Muppet dragging, just just dragging a full-grown man, man yeah. in a sewer, just it came to me, and I had to roll with it. I think it's funny. It would be terrible, I know. That'd be amazing. But I think also an all Muppet. All Muppet Les Mis. With all Muppet, but like maybe, I don't know. Maybe I mean, Jean Valjean is like an easy. Actually, all Muppet except for Javert. That's still, that's pretty funny. I think that'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, I think Hugh Jackman is acting alongside Muppets would be a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you could do you could like cast specific Muppets mm-hmm. in the role like Kermit could be Valjean. Yep. And I don't know who who Javert be. Who's a I mean Who's like, a mean Muppet? Um, let's see. Oh, I have It'll a be whole one list. One of the grumpy old men. Potentially, True. I was gonna say that the priest could be a, the grumpy one of the grumpy old men, or that's good. The innkeepers could be the two grumpy old men. I feel like Gonzo should be Angera. Yes, I think that would be very good. <laughs> and Walter, he's like the little guy with, I don't know, it looks like he has a watch on. 
is the brown hair. I feel like that would be is a perfect Walter Marius. a Muppet that was made, created for the Muppets movie? Or is he a Muppet? I haven't seen the Muppets I think there's a gif of him running. I actually just, a reason I was thinking about this topic is that I just watched the Muppets movie for the first time. It's really good. It's it's a ton of fun. I have also never seen it. Are there two of them? There are. There's Muppets Most Wanted. I was, we were, because I watched the first one with my roommates, we were going to watch the second one because the second one is Kermit has an evil twin whose name is Evelyn Froggen. (laughs) And he's like French (laughs) and he has a little like, like birthmark on his, on his nose. It's very good. Wow, but yeah, I think I think Les Muppets, Les Muppets would be <laughs> okay. Would be very very good. I think any way you crack it, it would be amazing. I think it's a good choice, and yeah. also just singing. Okay, this is the GIF that I'm thinking about. That's Walter. Yes, Walter, Walter running and screaming. I think would that's be... Marius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there needs to be some sort of lady Muppet who is who he is pining after. Right, who's Ebony? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're not oh, uh, many females. Miss Piggy is clearly Madame Th- Thernardier. Oh. Clearly. But then who's Cosette? You know what? Janice. <laughs> she's Janice? the one who, it looks like she, oh, yes. she has blonde hair. Yeah, who's like the rock, who's, who's in the band maybe? I th- I think so. She's in the band. I think so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my next idea is for a movie that many people consider to be a comedy classic, but that I think is pretty good, but maybe just hasn't aged the best, but think that adding Muppets into the mix could make it infinitely better, and that is the 40-year-old virgin. Um, <laughs> I think having Steve Carell just be the, the the exact same movie, but just have Steve Carell surrounded by Muppets who are making fun of him for being a virgin would be absolutely hilarious. Is he trying to have sex with a Muppet, though? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, so, I don't, uh, is it Catherine Keener? Is that, is she, is she Maybe, the, yeah. Um, so just have those two. Those be, two be humans. Be humans but but everyone else be Muppets. I think that'd be pretty good. I, think, I would I think like that. Yeah. Um, when he's getting his, his chest waxed and it's just like a Muppet just ripping hair off of him. Yes. That'd, be, that'd be good. It's that'd good. be a good time. It's very good. Um, I want Jonah Hill just as a Muppet. Like, I think he would be a, he, just, he would be a good Muppet. Yeah. I don't know why, but he would. I think uh, Seth Rogen as a Muppet would be good too. This is mm. true. This is true. Like voiced yes. too. Yeah. I, I like it. Somebody told me the other day that I sound like Seth Rogen. And I was like, are you insane? Like, what are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna hard I'm disagree like, with that. No, I I do not sound like Sarah no. at all. No. Um so yeah. Very strange. Um so yeah. Um hmm. I have I have lots of tantalizing options. Um My next choice is going to be Muppets the Social Network. Um, <laughs> the social Muppets. <laughs> uh I think having Jesse Eisenberg just acting alongside a bunch of Muppets and he's just ripping off the ideas of Muppets would be amazing. I think all of the like the the deposition scenes would be incredible. Um I think the ending, um the very famous uh climax of that movie with um Andrew Garfield yelling at him, but it's just a Muppet who's just like like uh, like he's like I'm coming back for all of it, and he and, and like he just slams the computer down. Amazing! I think that would be a ton of fun. Um, I can get behind this. Yeah, I think Muppets Justin Timberlake would be would be pretty good. Um, so yeah. that's very good. Yes, that's very good. The, the Muppet Network. The Muppet what, Network. The Muppet Network. <laughs> the social. I like the social Muppet. You like the social Muppet? I do. Yeah, right. Cool. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> Also, I forgot to mention uh, that the, I feel like the name would just have to be like the 40-year-old Muppet or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, 
four. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, that works but, but, well. But he's yeah. but he's not he's not a Muppet though. It, right. It's so then Carell. you kind of yeah you have to kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Get creative. The forty Muppets and a Virgin. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I would watch a movie called Forty Muppets and a Virgin. <laughs> with no context at all (laughs) oh boy um well my last choice is i was kind of grasping at straws but it is the lighthouse muppet (laughs) version (laughs) isn't there a point in that movie where they become puppets is there is that not is that a thing i just imagined i have not not seen that movie i think you've just imagining that yeah but black and white keep it black and white just the exact same same thing but um i don't think kermit in this role i was looking up characters and i think gonzo who is the bear no fozzy is the bear isn't he who's gonzo fozzy yeah fozzy the bear and then gonzo is the one with the he's got the big long nose yes he's got a big snoot fozzy (laughs) is willem dafoe waka waka and gonzo is robert pattinson I don't know why. I can just picture it very well with a black and white aesthetic. So, yeah. I would, that would be amazing. I haven't seen that movie. The Muppet House. Man, that movie is a wild ride. Yeah. I can imagine. It's, it's, it's a time. Yeah. Um, I just thought of, uh, in a, in a very similar vein of like upsetting movies, uncut Muppets, uncut gems, but just That was one of my choices. I still have not seen them. (gasps) I haven't haven't seen it either. Okay. Yeah. So. That's why I didn't have it on my list because I'm like I don't, I don't know how I would make that movie Muppets, but I think it's Adam Sandler with a bunch of Muppets how, would be good. How have you guys not seen it? I, I just didn't see was it. going to, and, and then like, it didn't I, get nominated for Oscars, yeah. and I was like, mm. I like had specific plans to see it, and then I got the flu. And oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I also was gonna see it at um, the Grand, and then I just didn't. For we should we should we should watch it. Yeah. It's so it's good. So I've got a I've got a few ideas for for my last one, um, but I think the strongest and one that I think would genuinely be good and I think could maybe happen someday is a Muppets Wizard of Oz. Uh, yeah. Just have Dorothy be the only human and have her go to Oz and have her just be surrounded by Muppets. I think that would be a ton of fun. I think I, I think it'd be I think it'd be a really good time and I feel like it's a story that would like work really well uh, with Muppets. Yeah. I feel like it just kind of lends itself to that, um, and yeah. So Muppets Wizard of Oz. What, what would you call it? The the Muppet of Oz. The, the Wizard. Yeah, the Muppet of Oz. The mm-hmm. Muppet of Oz. Um, and yeah, I think I I mean that they've done Muppets Christmas Carol. I think there needs to be more like famous literature just adapted into Muppets. I yeah. think is is kind of the takeaway from this. A Muppets nineteen eighty four. Yes, <laughs> big Muppet is always watching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. We can just do a bit of a speed round. I have a bunch more that I can just kind of list yeah. off. Oh, you do all of yours. Um, I, you got all of mine. You're done? I'm you're pretty much done. Tapping out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Muppet Jaws um, <laughs> have, I guess, everyone... I think just have everyone be a, a Muppet in that and just a real, with a real sh- shark. With a real shark. With a real shark. <laughs> yes. Um, just, just tearing apart Muppets uh, I think would be great. Um, 1917 with Muppets would be amazing. Just a one-shot Muppets War epic, um, yes. I think would be would be very good. Um, we talked about this a little, a little bit earlier. Muppets Whiplash would be incredible. <laughs> we we talked about this pre-recording, but 
You could do a lot of different things with that. You could have everyone be Muppet except J.K. Simmons. You could have everyone be a Muppet except uh, Miles Teller. Um, you could have J.K. Simmons be the only Muppet. I think that would be great, too. <laughs> Just a Muppet berating grown men and <laughs> them being terrified of him. Um, uh, Muppet Snowpiercer. Uh, just Chris Evans tearing through a train of Muppets <laughs> and just killing them all. On the, on the same lines there, have a have a Muppets Parasite. Muppets Parasite would be amazing. Mm. That would Have be like so the good. poor family be Muppets and have the rich family be people. I, I love it. I, I need that to happen. Or the other way around. I think it's better the, the way the first way you said okay. it. Um, do, do you have any? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, uh, Muppets Blade Runner, I think, would be pretty fun. Just have Harrison Ford <laughs> in a weird futuristic film noir. Of Harrison Ford Muppets. would absolutely hate acting by like next to Muppets. Exactly. I, I think he that's why it would be so much every fun. Every moment of that. <laughs> yes. Um, and I've also got uh, a Muppets uh, Lord of the Rings. I think that could be fun. And I feel like you could choose pretty much any character there and make them make them a person. My the one I had in mind was Gandalf. Yes, uh, like have him be a person and have everyone else be Muppets. Ian McKellen with Muppets is just a great yeah. combo. Um, I think uh, a Muppet Avengers Infinity War and Endgame where Thanos is the only <laughs> real person. I think would be a lot oh of fun. Gosh. Uh, and then also Muppets Casablanca, I think could be pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, I just, with, I, yeah. Yeah. But like have them all be Muppets in that case. Like, I feel like that'd be the best. I need mm-hmm. like some like noir Muppets movies. I think would be really yeah. good. Muppets yeah. noir. Um, I also had Muppets The Hunger Games. Uh, Katniss is the only human. Um, Muppets The Truman Show. It's just Jim Carrey and it's just a bunch of Muppets around him. Um, have a Muppets uh, inside uh, John Malkovich, or yeah, inside John M- Muppetvich, <laughs> yeah, or being John Malkovich. That's it. Yeah, um, Children of Muppets is Children of Men. But it's no. Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I am one hundred percent on board. Clive with that. Owen is that who's in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Clive Owen is the only human, and he has to like guide a Muppet, a pregnant Muppet. <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, Muppets It, Muppet, <laughs> um, where it's yeah, like an actual. Pe- it just it's uh, Bill Skarsgård and just a bunch of Muppets would be good. Um, Muppet, that's Mupp so it. good. That's really good. Um, I think Muppet the Nice Guys would be amazing. Um, Who would you have be a person in that? The daughter. He... Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. I think both of them need to be Muppets. Yeah. Um, I wanted like Russell Crowe as a Muppet would be very very fun. Yeah, um, just beating up other Muppets. Have them be the only two Muppets. <laughs> that would be very good. <laughs> just them smashing some heads and just. Um, it's pretty much all I had. Um, any other any other stra- uh Muppet Terminator. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're just killing a bunch of Muppets. Would be good. Star is born by Muppets. Yes. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Muppet Easy. Predator. Muppet Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet Predator. Is it just, is the Predator a Muppet and everyone else is a human? Yes. It's just a Muppet yes. killing everybody. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah like these, a, are, uh, these are good. I feel like this is pretty much just very similar to a Muppet Wizard of Oz, but a Muppet uh, Alice in Wonderland could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. I think that would be good. Pirates of the Caribbean. Muppets, Muppets of, the... of the Caribbean. I would like that. I would like uh, just 
Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow and everyone else is a Muppet. <laughs> like that. Um, Perks of being a Muppet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think that... Would Logan Lerman be a human and everyone else is a Muppet? Or would he be a Muppet? Mm, Paul Rudd is a human. Everyone else is a Muppet. Uh, I forgot Paul Rudd's in that movie. <laughs> yep. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, it's good. I've to watch that movie one Yeah, I, I would too. Um, and this is actually... Um, Someone has edited this together, kind of, but Muppet's Marriage Story would be would be very, very good. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> have have a Muppet's Incredible Hulk, where when he hulks out, he just turns into a Muppet. I would love it's that. a person turning into a Muppet. That's that's good. It's a big green Muppet. <laughs> yeah, All right. Good. So I think we'll start wrapping it up on that yeah. note. Um, I, we've said Muppets so many times yeah. in the last twenty minutes. Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> Uh, so this has been episode 41 of Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. Uh, as always, I've been your host, Kyle Cruz, joined by my co-host, Muppet Berman. <laughs> and Muppet Everding. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. See ya. See you.